All right. Hello and welcome to the first episode of my podcast. And it's a very unnamed podcast. It's Cleveland Kaiju. One of the reasons that I actually chose that name, um, not only for its literal meaning, if I do remember right, basically Kaiju means like in Japanese, big, different monster. Plus, I'm a big fan of Kaiju stuff. You know, I was a big fan of Godzilla and all that good stuff. And obviously, you know, who wasn't, but. That's one of the things that motivated me to really start being able to do things. Now, my original intent was to do YouTube videos, but um, space has been a little bit hard for me to come by to be able to do the YouTube videos comfortably and to the way that I want them production-wise. So I figured podcasting would be a lot easier, plus uh, it gets me started. So I do, however, want to take this little journey like a little bit further. I want to do a Facebook page, eventually get a web page. One of the big dreams, you know, I want to accomplish. So if you are listening, hopefully you can show this to uh, some other people and uh, we can get started on something pretty cool. Now, the content that I want to put out uh, using this podcast will be... uh, Basically, I want to talk about everything. I want to talk about art um, on all its forms, you know, whether it be music, movies, uh, cartoons, uh, you know, that includes anime, uh, ancient stuff. You know, I like history. There's a lot of art in ancient history and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I'll be kind of like, I'll be all over the place. I'm not really subjected to one section and it's because i i really love all of those those aspects of um basically of creativity and i always end up discussing them anyway so i figured what the hell might as well record them to see if people actually are into it now you're gonna hear a lot of stuff is probably be moving around for some other reason i have cannot stay still when i speak so but uh yeah that might be some of the extra noise you hear now, one of the things that, you know, I want to begin with this episode, aside from introducing to what kind of content it's going to be is uh, what specific subject would be kind of like, I guess if you're, if you're, everybody's basically going to be new. I mean, this is my first episode, but um, I am an amateur, so you'll hear me rant a lot sometimes or have to backtrack. So as I'm going along, I'm learning how to do this crap. <laughs> uh, basically... We, uh, I, uh, you know, when you, you, first thing you tell people is like, oh, hey, do you like, uh, animation? I don't want to say cartoons. Cartoons, that's more like for children. And, um, you know, uh, anime gets the animation title when it gets Japanese animation and all that stuff. I think there's like American animation too. Animation for a long time, you know, I think for the most part nowadays, kind of like the whole nerdy thing is in right now, but, For the most part, for a long time, animation wasn't respected, I don't think. Especially children's animation. And I'm not talking about things like Dora the Explorer or anything like that. Which, and the the reason that comes to mind so quickly is my wife just showed me something about that. So, but, so you can understand, it's like, even though that within itself is an art form and that does take, like, you know, focus and, you know, ability to do something. It's not something very easy to do. But... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about more things like when we look at uh, 
Look forward to as I watch the documentary on Netflix for He-Man. If you get a chance to check that documentary on, uh, on Netflix, check it out. It's kind of like the beginning of He-Man where it basically started as a toy. Then it just kept growing and then it became a cartoon. And then it came out that awful movie, which somewhat entertaining. I mean, it does have a fan base, not a very big one, but I was kind of a fan of it. I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting you know i guess it, it, it depends if you watch it kind of like as a kid versus watching it as an older person you'll be able to see it but you know it watching stories like that makes you realize like you know when you're a kid and you're growing up that where i grew up there wasn't um the arts wasn't something that was very uh how can i say it's open i guess <coughs> excuse me Basically, what you have is, you know, where I grew up, the big thing was you're a hard worker, you're, um, you're a strong worker, you're working at the steel mill, you're working at the Ford, you're working on all this other crap. So people who were creatives in a town like where I grew up, which is a small town, for the most part, poor, you know, outside of Cleveland, Ohio, you know, we had to do, deal with that. It was more like you're the farmer or you're a steel worker or you're, a, you know factory worker some type of line there's always this stuff is creativity wasn't like creativity things like video games cartoons comics all that stuff was seen kind of like more on the side Uh, that's not what you do with your spare time if you manage to get it you know what i mean i think uh for the most part here growing up in that kind of environment i i really did not i i personally appreciated the art form of cartoons but i never knew the depth of what it was like you know what what cartoons really were or animation what it really was you know you're growing up you're watching these things these are kid things and i remember there was a section like a a moment where uh you know kind of everybody around you starts telling you like hey man you know you gotta grow up you gotta go ahead and like let these things go it was hard and and you know a lot of times people end up sticking to these things not only because it's nostalgic i mean it makes them feel good it activates that section in your mind where you're like hey when i was young i was feeling great that day and now it brings me back to those good memories it just gives you fuzzy memories but as i grew older i i started realizing i was like this is a business who makes these cartoons and you realize like these guys are going in there these guys go to school for this why was i not told about any of this and it kind of feels like you kind of feels like you're uh, behind the curb a little bit and I, I think that's kind of like terrible I, I think as me growing up now with my daughter you know I want to teach her I want to let her know you know that thing you like you could probably you know you make something out of yourself with that you know nowadays thankfully again this might have to do with just the era that you grew up in like when I was younger the internet wasn't as big as it is now and I mean, hell, now you can just record an entire album and sell it without having to go and be, uh, you know, without having a record label or anything. You can start your own thing if you work hard enough, and a lot of people have. I think one of the most fascinating things, though, is the fact that we, when, when you get to being born now, in this time, uh, being able to have like, things like YouTube and uh, the internet, you know, Google, all that stuff. As much as a time waster as it is, if used wisely, 
man, it could just, it propels you knowledge-wise. Now, you do have to be careful because obviously whenever you're reading or doing some other crap, sometimes you'll get people who are, you know, not the brightest and they're giving you advice and all that crap. So, yeah, I, I be careful. But, I mean, I'm going back to the art and animation. It's like when you realize that when you were young, you know, and I'm not sure I'm not the only one that, felt this because i mean i guess if you lived out of california you lived out of these main spots where all of these things were being cranked out like these artistic cartoons and all this crap if you didn't i guess you didn't live there you didn't make your your way there at a certain point in your life you were kind of drawn away from that and you were just stuck in this you're pigeonholed in this little area where it's like hey you're either one of these other jobs that's a fantasy you're living there you know <clears throat> and uh yeah, once you grow, once as I grew up, I started realizing this is all a business, you know. And uh, my father, he's a good father. Not bad to say about him, but everybody has their faults. But one of the things is like I can I can remember this state stuck in my mind. I, I'd be watching like some type of like animation or something. I'm like, hey, you want to watch this with me? This is really cool, you know. This and that. And one thing of the things that like always fascinated me about animation or really good cartoons or even anime or anything it was either had a very good story some of the characters you could just resonate with what they were going through or uh you know just like the pacing of that action scene it was like bam 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 it would just hit you it was like a heartbeat it was beautiful you know it was magnificent it was great and you know god my, my dad god bless him you know i would sit there and show him this whole little scene and looking back at it now i'm like oh god he was bored out of his mind he didn't really want to hurt my feelings like he didn't get one crap about that you know, my dad is doesn't embrace the arts, but he is a very talented man. But at that time, I know that there was maybe a fear that uh, I might be wasting my life with certain things. One of the things that I do remember, it's a good memory. And this is why I, I say, you know, my dad's a creative, but he's also, as a father, I think the parent side of him overtook where he just ended up kind of like try to get a real job you know um which to any of you guys out there who are trying to be creatives always remember it's the first thing you got to do is really have a solid job my dad's advice wasn't wrong however it stopped there i think the most for the most part it's like if you're trying to be creative and create something new maybe be a musician be an artist be a this be a that you always have to have a job always have a career uh you know and does not have to be something you're going to pursue for the rest of your life, but it's a safety net in case because you're not going to be, you know, rich right away. You're not going to make a shit ton of money off whatever it is you want to do right away unless you're fully invested, which for the most part, not a lot of people are. But always have a job. Remember, Galileo was a pacifist. He was a man of, you know, peace and all that good stuff. He was a great inventor, though. And uh, he ended up designing things for the military for where he lived which i think it was in spain at the time um you know he wasn't happy about it i don't know if he made a made the plans like he went might have botched those plans on purpose <laughs> you know just to get the payday but not give the weapon to make the weapon work but you know he did what he had to do he still had a job you know he he had to do things and i think it's important you know, as people who are creatives, if you're an artist or you consider yourself to be an artist, you call yourself an artist. Also remember, you, you still need a job. You still need to sustain. Uh, there's no need for there to be a starving artist. 
you know, you make the time, um, you know, you, you, you have to get more control of your life and realize like, Hey, if what you want to do is paint 24 seven, but you have to work nine to five, guess what that means? You might not have time for a lot of other things. So that means probably don't try to get a girlfriend or try to do other stuff. We all tend to kind of live two different lives. We try to be creative and live the maybe the family man life and that doesn't always work out we gotta know and understand the two dynamics of those things because they will collide and that's what happens to a lot of people they give up on their dreams because they're like well i had a kid i had a wife i had to let things go it's like you didn't have to you just didn't know the dynamics of what would uh, you know what that would entail to be a father what it would entail to be a husband you know what i mean you really didn't really understand the amount of time you have to dedicate to those things versus what you wanted in your dreams so again, if you're an artist, remember that you you have to learn that stuff and you have to always keep a balance. So going back to the story with my father, you know, again, he was a creative person. His advice stopped that, you know, you just got to get a job, get some money, all this good stuff. And I remember for him, this is why he, he was feeding this artistic side. I would say I don't call myself an artist, but he was feeding this artistic side of me. Uh, I remember trying to create, like, Zoids blew my mind when I was young, you know. And if you guys haven't seen that show, I think Zoids Chaotic Century is one of the best Zoid series out there. You get a chance to see that, watch it, find it somewhere on Toon Mania or wherever the hell these websites go. Just don't download no virus onto your computer. So, Zoids was one of the greatest uh, uh, series that I saw. And it was basically, you're piloting. Uh, you pilot giant mechs that are like animals, you know, and it was really cool. And I was like, oh god, that would be so awesome to have one of those. This that I was always interested in this mechanical stuff, the way everything worked and all that. And I remember like designing these things. And I'm trying to learn how to use power tools. And I'm trying to like cut stuff in my basement. My dad's like, what are you doing? And I, I showed him my plans, you know, I was shy about it and everything. I just wanted to build a robot and stuff. He always embraced me on that. You know, I remember him being in the, the basement with me. He's cutting wood for me. We're cutting, like, we're nailing it. And I'm like, oh, this is happening. This is great. And he was there. He was like, so what are you trying to do? He's like, oh, you might want to put this here to make it work better. So he was he was very tolerant of those things. It was pretty, it was really fun, you know. And uh, I used to try to build, like, a powered exoskeleton. I remember, like, I had the design. Everything worked out. And <laughs> he, he had a... He was dating someone at the time, and I got a chance to show his date, and again, looking back at it, it was a goofy thing, but it was just funny, you know what I mean? My dad was including me in a lot of things, and I thought that was special, and that helped me, but I don't think he himself also realized that he might have realized it, where, you know, he's like, here in Ohio, he's not going to be able to do a lot with the whole creative thing. You know, and I think for the most part, he feared for me, for my future. Uh, he probably understood that I wouldn't be able to go to California. Not saying that if you have that plan to deter you from it, but do realize that it does take a lot of planning. It's just as simple as I'll go live in a van because I heard somebody did that and they everything went okay. It doesn't always go like that for everyone. So, you know, thinking, look, getting back on track here basically you know, my dad he, he embraced these things on me and it was great but there would came I remember there came a time where 
I stopped focusing on it, and it did just go by the wayside. These create this creativity got put to the side for the more adult things. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, as technology kept coming, getting better and better and better, you know, YouTube blew up. People started making money. Beauty people like PewDiePie just like. Jesus, these guys making like thousands, thousands, or millions, how much ever money they were making. And you know, by the time I got on the bandwagon, I was already a grown adult. I already had, you know, my daughter was already a few years old. You know, now, and it got to the point where I was just like, ah, oh, jeez, I'm behind the bend. But this idea that you can make money off of art, it's a beautiful thing. And now, animation is art. You know what I mean? I think if you have a, a child and they're really into cartoons, it you as a parent, you might not like the cartoons, but you have to teach them about quality. It's something definitely as well to like share with your kids. You know, like like I said, some of the warmest memories for me were of that of my dad sharing something with me, even though I knew he didn't give a crap. But a fun just to have him there. And that's always going to stick with me. But uh, I kind of lost my track here. <laughs> but basically, you know, this whole idea of um, having, being able to do something artistic, being able to have a cartoon, being able to, like, you know, be an adult make cartoons there's a lot of work that goes into cartooning and when you're pigeonholed in small towns like that yeah you don't really get to see that you don't really get to see the things behind like see see i, I this is something that i as an adult can do and it's true not a lot of people get a chance but again thankfully technology nowadays you can buy programs the same programs that disney makes uh pixar movies out of probably you know and make your own shit i mean it's gonna take a lot of time but you can do it so that's one of the reasons why I started making, I, I want to do these podcasts. I want to do the videos. I want to be able to show, you know, art doesn't have to die within you. Like liking these things doesn't have to die within you when you become an adult. It doesn't have to be some nostalgic thing you go back to, you're clinging on to because you're depressed and you want to just like have one more memory. No, it could be something that you could be into, you can respect. You might not even like it, but when you see other people into it, you can say, it's not something that I go for, but I can dig, I see where you're coming from. You know, and it's art storytelling. It's an art form, you know, so like uh, take things like uh, no Netflix rebooted Voltron. The storytelling, I mean, this the pacing of that series is an animated series, but Jesus, I mean, you watch that and like it blows your mind. Take it a step further, look at something like um, it's an old Japanese uh, anime, it's basically Gundam. That series has gone on forever. If you haven't watched it, watch it. If you have watched it, kudos on you. From the original Gundam series of like the 70s and 80s and all that stuff. There came a new one called Gundam Unicorn that takes place, picks up right after that original series. Because there have been a lot of spin-offs and all that stuff. Something I'll get into some other time. But you watch something like that Gundam Unicorn and you listen to to the 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 soundtrack of it. That's on some Howard Shore, like, you know, or who who is the guy, famous guy from that did the Batman soundtrack? 
Jesus, I should know because I'm a really big fan of that guy. For some odd reason, I can't remember. But to move on, yeah, basically it's on that level, you know, it's like on some cinematic level. I mean, the storytelling was just legitimately badass as well. These characters, you begin to like, you have to allow yourself when you're watching things like cartoons and you're watching like something great like a cartoon, you have to allow yourself to essentially be taken in by the story, okay? It's a little hard because, again, it's nothing but colors on a screen and all that stuff. But it's the same thing we do when we watch movies. You know, you might have a movie that's really deep down. Like, you watch Rocky. You're like, I feel like Rocky there. You know what I mean? You may watch Rambo and you feel like Rambo. I know what that feels like to be like that. You know, you allow yourself to be taking it to that world that's created. See, that's why people feel so strongly about movies. That's why people feel so strongly about cartoons. That's why people feel so strongly about books. That's why people feel so strongly about when they see, like, some type of picture that makes you feel a certain way. It's like, oh, man, you could feel the the, the anguish, these brush strokes, you know? It's always something to look for. So when you allow yourself to get taken in forward, you get the full impact of it, you know? It, it's one of those things you have to keep your mind open, I guess, to really understand that animation in all its forms, it's interesting, you know, I, and it's fun. You get to experience a different side of yourself. I think a lot of people are really just afraid to really say they like cartoons, they like stuff, because um, it gives them, I guess, this image of a loser. Maybe it maybe gives them the image of, oh, hey, you know, uh... If I say I like cartoons, I'm going to be like one of those fat, stinky guys that shows up and uh, has a lot of B.O. and shows up at those weird comic places. I'm not like that. I'm a grown-ass man. I got a job. I got a career. I got this. No, you you can still be a guy that's into that stuff. You know what I mean? You know, you you search online. I think one of the biggest, some of the the pictures I've seen uh, years back were like, this is acceptable, but this is not. On one side, you have like, an ultra sports fanatic you know with every memorabilia about a specific team a football team and then on the other side it's just a bunch of anime and all this other stuff and this and that and it's like it's acceptable to be like ultra crazy about sports but it's not good to be like ultra crazy about animation and art and all that crap you know and again for the most part I think in this day and age that's kind of like evened out a little bit because you know you have a lot of people like uh Michael B. Jordan made it clear that he's a big fan of Japanese anime. So I think that gives a lot of people like, oh, he likes it. You know, I mean, you got a lot of people liking it now. It's on the mainstream stuff now and everything. But, you know, again, it's there's I'm happy to be growing up now because I see that they're being more accepting of that. But with that said, as the generation that grew up in that gap where it wasn't fully accepting it, you know, all that stuff. And now we are the generation taking over. We have to teach our kids quality and animation. Uh, I feel like we reached the zenith in a lot of specific animations. Not in all of it, but take something like Cartoon Network's rebooting Thundercats. Let's go to Thunder, something called Thundercats Roar. It's essentially turning Thundercats into a joke. Now, Every time I pop into these, like, you know, YouTube videos, I like to read comments, and I always end up seeing, basically, a lot of people get their panties in the bunch, and then other people are like, eh, well, it, look, it looks like it might be funny, 
and then the other people are like it's just a cartoon holy shit just it has nothing to do with this and that the same the same thing goes for like uh what was the other thing uh oh games are a form of art as well for the most part um you know looking at the battlefield 5 uh gameplay and researching that of what's going on with ea and all that stuff uh which I, I'll go out there and say censoring Nazis and white men. That's really stupid. Not a big deal, but it's really dumb. But I think the idea that basically uh, reading through those comments, a lot of people are saying like, well, it's still going to be a good Battlefield game. Jeez, you people just got to shut up just because, you know, or they're like, you know, nobody said shit when uh, Call of Duty was messing up uh, history or People would say, hey, there were women in history, because I, I think that was a big thing. It's basically they got a woman wearing a prosthesis fighting World War II, which wasn't there. There were women in World War II, but they didn't look all like that. I think what happened was the developers just kind of took Battlefield and said, hey, we'll send it World War II, but we'll give it our own spin. A lot of people didn't like that. And obviously, you know, as mature as the internet is, they all took it well. So, you know, a lot of people just cuss each other out saying, oh, shut up, it's just a game, oh, shut up, you're not a historian, oh, shut up, you're not this, you know. I can see why people are passionate about it, but it's like, with Battlefield Five, I think I'm going to make a specific, I don't want to get into it because I feel like I'm going to drag on just on Battlefield Five, so I'm kind of go back to... Uh, what I was talking about, like uh, the zenith of animation, and kind of drop it down. Uh, I might do a Battlefield Five, you know, opinion later on. So, but uh, yeah, basically, it's like we're we're kind of reaching zenith, and we're you know we're kind of going down. I feel that that was the reason why I mentioned Battlefield Five because I feel like that's what's happening too with uh, with games where we're kind of like okay, now this is completely acceptable. Now it's become a service. You know, now it's become like, ah, oh, they'll accept whatever. You know, let's take something established and turn it on its head. People don't care, right? This is for the new kid generation. Let the old buggers just freak out on it and this and that. I feel kind of like that's kind of shitty. And if, if you know, us as the public, we are the ones that are spending money. We are the ones that should be t- like, okay, hey, if 99% of the fan base does not like the way something is going then we're vocal about it don't be toxic about it i think that's one of the things that like with star wars uh the last jedi was where a lot of people just started attacking the actors you don't have to go that far it's not the actor's fault they didn't write the script okay that's number one they're just trying to get their paycheck and if they're defending the movie they have to anyway because that's their you know that's their livelihood they're not gonna sit there and be like oh yeah that was a shit movie and they get fired no they have to say hey this was a really good movie i think i liked it because i was a part of it you know when we go through and we're a part of something big it might be the shittiest thing like yeah that was a piece of shit but i was a part of it and i liked it so i'm good you know so i think that's where the actors are but i think with you turn toxic, you kind of work against uh, the momentum of what you're trying to prove. So a lot of people started like you know boycotting like The Last Jedi. They started boycotting like Solo and all that stuff. But it started getting real toxic. Started kind of like attacking a lot of the actors, a lot of the people. Ah, I think this is. It's like no, you you voice yourself in uh, uh, in a manner where you're like, yeah, we didn't like that. That was really stupid. This is why. Again, people like EA and all those other people are calling 
us bad babies or whatever. They're like, oh, you're just bad babies. You're just this. Because large portions of those people that weren't wrangled in gave us that image of bad babies. That was bad. So going back to the animation issue, it's like, as, as parents, I teach my daughter what's good animation, like what's quality stories, you know, what's, and it's not hard. And I know it seems kind of unfair for me. Oh, what should I choose what she watches when she's five and let her choose, let her do this. The problem is we let kids choose. We give the rise to the next annoying orange. You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) I, those are one of those things that like, that was a dark period. I think in Cartoon Network history, what annoying orange was the large portion of the hour blocks going on and like just the creativity just slowly died and it was terrible but the uh the like the annoying orange was kind of like the beginning now we're getting a lot of different things like you can go back to uh thundercats roar you know you had the original thundercats then you had this like anime style thundercats which was really badass it was a short run i think it was like a few episodes for about a season but it was really great and then we got thundercats roar and then the same thing happened with like teen titans go where you had teen titans which had really amazing stories and then you got teen titans go that was canceled to go for teen titans go it's like it seems like once everybody thinks like a certain thing works they don't want to try anything new they don't want to experiment i get it your company you're afraid to try things out but also not respecting the art really screws you for instance look at cartoon network where they're at now where they don't have a lot of good shows i think adventure time regular show and steven universe those are really big shows but when you just leave kids to their own vices like you just let them let them pick let them do this with no direction dude they will give rise because this is what the companies do they're not stupid you know companies spend billions of dollars to get into the adult mind and get you to buy the dumbest crap well guess what they're doing the exact same thing to kids this is why video games are becoming a service this is why everybody wants to turn into a service they're like we're not doing it for the responsible adults okay the ones that care about the game we're doing it for the people who just want to sit there and they want to spend a lot of money and they want to be able just to kill everybody and say hey i'm number one and they have the thumb muscles to prove it that's what they want that's who they're going after you know and if we allow our kids just to go ahead and say Hey, yeah, go ahead. Here, buy this crap. Eh, you want that $20 stuff? Eh, go ahead, take this. Eh, you want those toys from China that are worth a dollar and you're just going to throw it in about a week? Yeah, go ahead. Why not? It's only a dollar. You know what I mean? You get rise to that crap when you feed into it. You have to teach them, you know? And it sucks. I'm not going to say it doesn't suck, you know? And I'm not trying to say this should be like, everybody should follow my rule. Everybody should do what I'm doing, right? I'm not trying to preach any of that crap. I'm just saying this is as far as I go to preserve this. And I've seen other people go this far to preserve the quality of things that they enjoy that changes their lives, you know? But I do this for my daughter for her benefit, you know? I want her to have quality in her future. I don't want her to have quantity because when you have quantity, that eventually runs out. Quality lasts. It's something you can grasp. It's something you can share. You can have all that good stuff. And I feel like if we pay attention to art in that form, it would be great. You know, I had mentioned about Cartoon Network going downhill. They had great shows at Johnny Bravo. They had Ed and Eddie. They had all this other stuff. Now I get it. 
as time goes on as well things get racy you know i think a while back dc was going to release a bunch of comics for uh for cap uh for shazam you know because shazam's coming out so they're releasing a whole uh you know all these collection of old shazam comics they did it though because it had a black character in it, but old school black character but it seemed very racy and offensive i get that that i understand and i get that a lot of parents nowadays they don't let their kids watch almost anything but when something like cartoon network is now trying to mimic things you know they're trying to mimic kind of what uh well, actually, Cartoon Network's not the best example. See, the problem with Cartoon Network was they got some new CEO in there. Basically, she was trying to focus not only on the app for streaming, but all this other crap. And they didn't even bother to, uh, what do you call it, pay attention to anything else. And they screwed uh, Cartoon Network, giving constant blocks back to back to back with T Titans Go. Which, if kids are watching it, they're going to put it on. And again, I can't blame them. But also, the thing is, it's like, you gotta remember, but if you're giving kids what they want, you're no better than the kid. You know what I mean? Because you're just like, yeah, whatever, go ahead, take it. No, it's like you know, you're a, a you're a person running a company. It's like, no, we're gonna run the company. This will happen. We might lose it. We'll lose money now. We'll figure something out. We'll get it squared away. But if we compromise now for this little influx of money now, in the long haul, we're screwed because we 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 focused on quantity, not quality. And eventually, we'll be known for cheap versus the quality. And when people get older, they're not going to want to do that anymore. There's you, you pigeonhole yourself to one generation to be just dropped off and cut off. And the ones who were copying were things like uh, Disney and uh, you know and Nickelodeon. Like they went on this. I don't, I don't know what the hell happened for like a couple years. The creativity went downhill with them. I mean, it was nothing but just. Shows about kids living in penthouses and having parties, being singers. Jesus Christ. But, and that's another thing is too, it's like, you take some of your best stuff. Like, I know Cartoon Network had Boomerang, but that was like on satellite. And not everybody had access to that. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, hey, you want to watch the good stuff? I got to pay extra. It's like, oh, well, not a lot of people will do that. And, you know, it's like, that kind of sucked. Because now you have no way of being able to share any of that. So, I think, like, again, animation should be respected. And it should be quality control and all that good stuff. And, you know, us as the public, we got to voice our opinion. But do it in a way where we're not being toxic. But also, us as the public, we do our best to, you know, continue forward and pass these things on to ourselves. Like, uh, look, take a look at a uh, small company like Shop Factory. Uh, they're, if I'm saying that right, God, I'm saying that right. They're the ones who kind of like, uh, they did Reboot, uh, the old series Reboot, you know. Uh, they, they put that on DVD and they're selling it forward. Oh my God, Jesus, this is great. I wish we could get a, a funding going to get a Blu-ray version of this stuff. It doesn't have to look great. It doesn't have to be 5.1 around, whatever. But give me a little bit more depth and color and all of this stuff. You know, kind of let's get some other good stuff going in there. And then I'll be down for that. I don't care. I'll buy that. Um, look, look, recently, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, an old Gundam Wing series from like uh, the 80s or 90s that came out and the reason i say 80s or 90s is because i think in the 80s and early 2000s it came out here but it was a little bit older in japan by the time it got here so that's why i said that but 
you know, that was an older series. And it got an HD reboot. You know what I mean? It got a Blu-ray box set. I wish there was a lot of things that were respected that way. The same thing goes for games. There are so many damn games. Take for, like, instance, PlayStation. I know in the PlayStation store, they got a lot of PS1 games and all that stuff. But what if Sony came out with, like, this console where it said, hey, it's got a hard drive. And it's, you know what I mean? And it's got an HDMI. And you guys could connect this shit up to your thingy. And, uh your tv and you can get up to 720p and guess what you guys can play up to like a hundred awesome titles and they can connect to the psn store and they can go ahead and download all this other crap and then you can put it on there you know they can resell all their old i would buy that damn thing if it was two to three hundred dollars i would buy a retro playstation one console or even a retro playstation two console with the ability to play all the playstation one stuff and i would say yep i'll spend the 300 400 dollars i will buy that because they're respecting the old stuff. They're respecting all that old stuff. I'm able to share that with my daughter, you know. I went out of my way to buy a PlayStation 2 with uh, a memory card. And I went to look for one specific game, Radiata Stories. That game was phenomenal. Created by Square Enix. And it was great. It was fun. The art was awesome. The voice acting could have been a little better. But it was still a good time on that game. And for some odd reason, it just... It went by the wayside. I, how did it not get an HD release, you know? And there's always stuff to be made, but games are made in such high quantities. That's why. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you get things blasted at you back to back to back. I'm like, hey, why don't you guys just dedicate a studio to doing old stuff, HD stuff, and sell it? You'd be surprised how many of these guys, you know, back then, the game might have been worth $20 for PlayStation 1. You recreate it in HD, still the same old shit, just kind of like smooth out some of the round bits, kind of like what they did with uh, Crash Bandicoot. You don't have to go to that extreme of saying, oh, full re-HD, reimagine. No, you could just say, oh, it's a little bit HD, it's, you know, it's got a little bit more 1080p compatibility, all that good stuff. We worked on a little bit of textures, we worked on a little bit of this. That would be great. I know PC gaming, this is one of the reasons I went back to PC gaming, it's like, even though I have an old-ass game, I can get it to work, I have... Uh, Wing Commander is a really old game, you know, or even my Star Wars X-Wing Alliance. Jesus, that thing is old. And I'm able to go ahead and still play that. I can pop that into my computer. I can play it and I can get it going. Graphics aren't the greatest, but it's still something fun. If Sony and like, you know, Xbox is doing a good thing with giving us backwards compatibility. That's fun. I don't know how good it works from what I understand. It's it's here and there but if sony can do something like that that's an untapped market you know and we're not saying come out with something every six months i mean if as long as people know it's coming they'll spend the money they'll spend 40 or 50 dollars for a re-release of an old playstation one game with better smoothed out graphics and all this other crap why because the stories are there it's better quality you know it it does people want that they want quality over quantity so it's a great thing so what you have is that's the problem that you end up getting is basically <sighs> kind of lost my train of thought great but uh to re to go back to to reiterate yeah you know as as adults we have to essentially get out there and really teach our kids how to identify quality 
versus the quantity. It's not always the greatest thing to do, but uh, it's part of being an adult. And then you do the same thing to companies. You tell them, hey, I don't want you to just to spew out crap, okay? I want you to give me something good. Um, you know, I know that's... I know that's one of the things that's happening kind of not a big i was a big fan of dragon ball z for a long time but that's kind of where shonen's going out too where they're just like hey the cash cow's here let's smoke the crap out of it you know and a lot of people end up doing that too where they're just hey this made money let's do it again hollywood is doing it comics are doing it uh everybody's doing it where they're essentially just kind of you know rehashing the whole taking the old stuff and just making it completely new it's like look we'll be okay with kind of you giving us the old stuff again we don't have a problem with that until you guys can come up with a really good story for now you know like if there's a period where there's nothing but older games being re-released in hd versions i don't think gamers will have a problem with that if there's older movies being released in hd quality i don't think people will have a problem with that we don't need a full reboot you know, take some time, make a good movie, take a look at kind of like, this, to, to set an example, I think it took like three or four years to create the Lord of the Rings trilogy, or a little bit more, it might have taken a little bit more, but the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, those movies are timeless, they're beautifully done, the effects might not always like fare so well, but Jesus Christ, those things were amazing, and that's another thing I want to, I'll end up doing another thing about it, is uh, practical versus CG effects. But that's for later. But the movies, the original movies for the Lord of the Rings were just phenomenal. Now, take a look at something like The Hobbit, where he didn't get, uh, Peter Jackson didn't get enough time. Like, he didn't get an equal amount of time to do something like The Hobbit. Which, for those of you who didn't know, The Hobbit should not have been a three-part movie. It should have probably just been either one or two-part movie, because it was a really short book. But, in comparison to, like, Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. But... Yeah, he didn't get as much time, so what did he have to do? He had to just cram in there a bunch of CG and all that stuff. So what you get is something that, I mean, me personally, I didn't feel like it had the impact of the older movies. I felt like it was just like, what the hell is going on? This is like, it seemed a little soulless, you know? It seemed a little lackluster. It didn't have as, as big of an impact as the original. But again, it's because they were just doing it for the money. They were like, hey, this made money before. It's got the name. Get it in there. Get it out. We're good. You know what I mean? And that's what you're seeing with a lot of these game companies too. It's like they're just getting stuff out there. They're like, we want the games to last. It's okay if games don't last, or if you want them to last, give me a fully made game. Throw a little bit of uh, of you know gameplay on there, like uh, online compatibility, and we'll be all right. I hope there's a re-rise in the first uh, or one-player games. You know, I get this whole thing with like multiplayer is great, but I think the prices of of the price of the internet it's really screwing people on that too it's like you know before you can get good deals now everybody caught on all the internet providers are like yep yeah, hey guess what you want this internet sorry buddy you're gonna end up paying top dollar by the time you come see just to play an xbox game it's gonna cost you like 70 or 80 or 100 dollars a month that's an expensive hobby you can be doing something a lot better with that money you know and again that's what kind of happens is you create something, you create a service where it's like, hey, this art form is now a service. And guess what? If you want it, this is only for the people who can afford it and who have the time to do it. Where it should be for everybody to enjoy. It would be great because it motivates it. It excites the mind. You know what I mean? To be able to see these things, to be able to do all this. Like, oh, wow, I played that game. We got my mind rolling. Or 
you know, take a look at God of War 4, man. That, that story, I want to do a video, uh, uh, just a little uh, segment on that at some point. Is that, that story itself, you have Kratos going from, like, young thug killer to, like, big daddy learning lesson. That's just tight. A lot of people will play that. They'll be like, man, that was cool. That was cool. You know, there's some depth to that. Like, what was the what was the writer thinking when he wrote that game? You know, was he channeling some type of, like, inner, like, oh, man, you know, this is something everybody's like, how would a father do this? You know, how would I do this if I was teaching you a lesson or something to take away from that? And that was great. And that's a gamble that Sony took on. You know, that this dude, that PlayStation took on for... To, to fund that game and all that stuff but it came out great because it was one of the greatest games out there still you know story wise is, is epic and to watch kratos go from being one thing to another it was beautiful that's what makes it art there's beauty in the transitions beauty in the story there's beauty in, in what you're seeing all that good stuff you know so what going back to make this shorter it's basically not shorter but going back to kind of finish this off this is what i want to do with this podcast this is what i want to do with these videos i want to i also want to interview people i want to do all this great stuff but i'm very passionate about uh the art forms and it's something that uh you as a listener i would like for you guys to spread the word i like communities i like people to come together and speak on things they like i think there is not only safety in numbers there's power in numbers when you want things done it's good to do it in large groups and this is what I want. I want to be able to, you know, revive things. I want to be able to move forward on things. I want to be able to have the ability to say, hey, you see, you hear the voice of these thousands. I'm challenging the voice of these thousand people over to you. They want this. This is an untapped thing. They want this back. Bring it back to them. You know, and we can get things done. And, uh, you know, so as, as we go along, and as I grow and do these podcasts, I want to be able to you guys get to know me, but hopefully I also get to you know you guys. Like I said, I'm going to start this Facebook. I'm going to start all this other stuff. And uh, as I go along, I'll show, I'll treat you guys a little bit more to my plans, to how I want this whole thing to grow, because I do have a plan for this, you know? So, but uh, definitely look out for my next podcast. Uh, I don't know how you subscribe to this stuff. Again, it's my first one. So hopefully you dig it and uh, we can get some more stuff in here. And hopefully I stayed as uh coherent in my entire rant as I could you know so everything will get better from here on you know so always remember you know stay frosty stay safe uh, stay sexy and uh, definitely come back to me I want to hear my dulcet tones and I have for some other reason I have nasal issues right now I've been a little sick so that sounded the greatest but definitely come back I want to get better content out there you know what I mean? I want to kind of opinionate a little bit more and uh, see what you guys think and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll get rock and rolling on this stuff. So, again, subscribe to me, however you do that with uh, the podcast stuff. Once my uh, Facebook page is up, you know, try to get as many people to go to it. It's going to be a little barren. All this stuff's going to be kind of barren at first. But as we go along and we grow, we'll have more stuff to it. It's going to be pretty badass. I want this to be community led. Now, obviously, I'll be behind, you know, doors saying, you know, kind of say, yeah, let's keep, let's go this way. Let's take that way. Let's go this. But it's all with backing of the community. So we can go ahead and, you know, get what we want up there. Let's get some entertainment. Let's use uh, the Internet and uh, technology to its fullest extent for to work for us, you know, and give us what we want to hear and what we want to do. 
Yeah. So take care, stay frosty, stay sexy. And again, come back to me. Stay tuned. We're going to have a lot more stuff. Take care.